We are outdoor ladies who hunt, shoot, and fish, all while working in conservation and chasing kids. I'm Julia Plugi with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. And I'm Michaela Ray with the National Wild Turkey Federation. Follow us on our outdoor adventures. Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of She Goes Outdoors. Um, this week we have another guest. I'm super excited to bring another person in to join in Julia and I's banter. Just in case you're getting sick of our voices. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So this week we have Marissa Jensen with us. So hey, Marissa. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thank you, guys. Uh, Marissa works for Pheasants Forever. What is your title? What's your official title? Yeah, so I am the Education and Outreach Program Manager for Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever. Okay, very good. Yes. And uh, Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever are coming out with a new... Uh, should I call it a pillar of initiative. your or- initiative? Yes. yes, of your organization that focuses on women. So we've kind of talked about becoming an outdoors woman as Game and Parks Women's Initiative, Women in the Outdoors as the Turkey Federation's Women Initiative. So now we're going to focus on what Pheasants Forever and Quilt Forever have to offer. So tell us, what is Women on the Wing? Yes. So I'm really excited to talk about this. It's it's a really neat time right now. You know, like you mentioned, there's other organizations that are doing a lot of really great things. And I think nationally, we're seeing a, you know, a pretty quick rise in women that are interested in some of these outdoor sports and outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to provide these opportunities to, you know, help them along the way is just, it's just a lot of fun. So Women on the Wing started officially in 2018 um, and has been kind of growing since then. That being said, it really began, um, you know, over several years throughout, you know, different states with, you know, different volunteers, different staff, just hosting events. And then in 2018, we decided, you know, we're really going to package this up and, and grow it. And so... Um, the Women on the Wing initiative is is really just that. It's just an initiative and a goal to get more women in the outdoors. And so um, with that, we have four different um, programs under the Women on the Wing. And so um, R3 is one of them, okay. um, Recruit, Retain, Reactivate. So Got that's it. very specific <laughs> to, you know, learn to hunt, wing yep. shoot. Yep. Everybody on this podcast is very familiar with R3. <laughs> we dream about R3. It's in our I dreams. in my sleep, yes. <laughs> Um, so that's just, you know, providing opportunities for, um, women to, you know, learn how to shoot, learn how to hunt. Um, we have women, wine and wild game events, and those are social support events. They're, um, awareness opportunities. So we can talk about women on the wing. We can talk about wild game. We can talk about conservation funding, you know, and the connections between hunting and public lands. Um, they're also utilized as a way to, gather women and start the next program, which is our Women on the Wing chapters. And so our organization functions through volunteers and chapters across the country. And these Women on the Wing chapters are um, the same thing as our traditional chapters as far as goals and vision. Um, it's just that there's um, they're made up of women who you know want to work together to make conservation decisions in their community. Okay. 
And then last but not least is our conservation outreach pillar. And um, that's really exciting. That's a little bit more geared towards women landowners. And right now there's approximately 1 million women farmers and ranchers across wow. the United States, and that's growing. And so, um, you know, with that, one third of all farmland and ranch land is actually owned by women. Really? Yeah, I'd be curious to know what the percentage in Nebraska is of women landowners. Is there a stats? Is it split by state or do you know? I'm sure or, it is. I yeah. haven't actually looked yeah. at that. And that's a great question. Um, Surely the like the USDA or the local, mm-hmm. you know, farm service agencies would have would that think, information. Well, yeah. Or yeah. Oh, my mind is spinning. Can we talk, <laughs> after this, can we talk about like a campaign to reach out to women landowners? And, Ooh, <laughs> yes. So actually, in addition to that, there's 87 million acres are owned by non-operating women landowners. Okay. So um, really the conservation outreach program in uh, Women on the Wing is to provide support for these individuals who either they have an inherited land and they need to learn how to work that. Maybe they've owned land their entire mm-hmm. life and they want to make different conservation practices on that landscape, you know, build wildlife habitat. Yeah. Um, so we actually partner, um, I mean, we partner with so many different organizations through you know all of our programs um but specific to conservation outreach we do a lot of work with women food and ag network Hmm. and we will host women caring for the land events cool um through our conservation outreach program so i'm intrigued myself (laughs) so nebraska was kind of a pilot state for some of this last year right we did so um nebraska north dakota wisconsin south dakota there's been a lot of really big key players across the country um, last September in Nebraska, we hosted a cast and blast event. Right. Um, we partnered with Becoming an Outdoor Woman. Um, yes. Yeah, so obviously they're they're a great partner of ours. We get excited to work with them. Um, you know, I'm from Nebraska, so I I had the opportunity to work with some of these women. You know, long long before I even started with Pheasants Forever. So just just a great group of individuals at this event. Um, we did a public lands grouse hunt, camped, fly fished, we tied flies. I mean, it was just. I've seen some of your, uh, what was it? A bourbon, a bourbon glazed oh, grouse or something. Yes. Uh, that recipe has been like floating around the office. I think everyone's tried it with like every type of wild game, not just grouse at this in point. every type of different bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, yes, in all the bourbons. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, so Lacey Clark is a uh, farm bill biologist for us here in Nebraska. And that was her recipe. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's forever going to be like her claim to fame in my mind yes. is that recipe. And it was, I mean, I wanted to lick the plate. And <laughs> well, if, I was, you, I if I was a mentee, I probably would have. But I'm like, no, I've got to, you know, look <laughs> cool, Marissa. Be cool. <laughs> no. Well, every time I hear about cast and blast, like that recipe follows. Yes. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was, and, and to, you know, top it off the fact that like, you know, we're sitting over a campfire, we're cooking it over a campfire. It was just, I mean, that added to it for sure. I'm drooling yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, we've done that. We've done, you know, we had a Pints and Pollinators event last year that wasn't necessarily Women on the Wing, but we were fortunate enough to have a lot of couples that attended that event, which was really exciting. Um, So, yeah, just a lot of neat things across the country. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's awesome. So what are you looking forward to in 2020 when it comes to Women on the Wing? Uh, yes. So, you know, we're really hoping to just grow each program okay. in every state. Um, February 15th, we do have our national. So that entire weekend is our National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic event, oh, right. uh, which will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota this year. Mm. And so on Saturday, February 15th, from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., we're going to have our National Women, Wine, and Wild Game event. Um, so women from across the country can come. We're going to, you know, toast and drink wine. We're going oh. to tell stories about some of the events that have happened across the country That's and awesome. really focus on the four programs that we have under Women on the Wing just to, you know, help provide information for individuals on how they can take this and, you know, do things in yeah. their state. Cool. So, well, I will be at the National Wild Turkey conference no. in Nashville, but I do think Julia gets to go. Nice. Oh, you don't get to go anymore. No. You guys are killing me. I know. So I'm one of those landowners that has to stay home and take care of the four-legged critters that help pay for that land. Yep. Um, and those two-legged critters, too. It's, okay, well, yeah. I'll look through my social media pictures and yeah you know I will share them. yeah, yeah. Will. Yes. <laughs> I will be there in heart as I am bundled up I will make sure cows. to sample extra wine yes. for you guys let us know Tell please us do <laughs> I'll expect snapchats during that time <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm I, I did I it was on the plan but something came up um you know those sometimes family and family yep. and cows and life Life, life in general as that adulting long. adulting that's the right <laughs> we're just gonna start using the word adulting came yeah. up and but um i would i hope it goes very well in fact we know Thank it'll you. go very well yeah, and the agency is excited to be there as well um at the trade show yes uh the agency will have a booth and um, maybe you won't even tell, share about your trade show and the whole conference in general. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that go on during um, Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic. So um, we do have an entire youth village, which I'll be helping Ooh. with as well. Um, so it's a, you know, once you get in the doors, basically, you know, there, our youth village is a free event. There's, you know, entry fee for Pheasant Fest for the show floor, but then our youth village, um, we have, you know, BB gun range. We've got, you know, um, archery range we've got fly tying that we're going to do this year we've got um one of our local chapters for minnesota is going to come in and do decoy carving which is super cool yeah. I, you're going to find me there i'm supposed to be working on decoy <laughs> carving so um our national youth leadership council is a group of high school students we have um, 20 of them across the country and they actually what's really neat is they come in and they work the youth village. Um, oh, they cool. put in a lot of time and effort and, and show some really great leadership skills and help run that entire youth village. Um, we also have a pollinator plaza. So Ooh. anything and everything you want to know about yeah, monarchs, bees, all of that. Um, Will they have honey samples? Julia and I sampled some honey the other day. That's a great question. Uh, I don't know yes. if they will or not. So um, Drew Larson is our director of habitat education. Mm. And Another Nebraska native. Yes, yeah. We so we're, we're taking Nebraska. over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he... Um, he helps run that along with Anna Swersack, who is our special initiatives coordinator. And she's Iowa, but we claim her. She's from Nebraska, so we still claim her as Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Um, Once a so husker, always a husker. Exactly. Um, we've got that. We've got a public land stage. We've got, you know, banquets. We've got um, social hours. We have a precision ag conference. I mean, it is... 
So, you know, a lot of people don't, um, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but some people don't recognize that we are a Habitat organization. Um, So Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever, you know, are our main membership base, our upland hunters. And that's kind of, you know, how it began was just providing more habitat for more pheasants and more quail. But we're a habitat organization. So, you know, a lot of that, you know, public lands, pollinators, um, we care about all of that. And so this, you know, event just showcases all of that. And we have a bird dog parade. Who doesn't oh. love bird dogs, right? So we try to get every. Oh, yep, I know. Now you're going to be like. I know. Now you're really missing out. <laughs> uh, always miss the fun stuff. <laughs> I'll send pictures, especially <laughs> bird dogs, wine, wild game. I'll send pictures of all. Yeah. I'm just going to go you home. You had me at wine. I didn't really need any of the other stuff. <laughs> I'm just going to stomp out of here now. Pout like my nine year old yeah. does. I was going to say, like my two year old. They still pout when they're nine. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. And then when they're, let's see if my husband is, yeah, 39 as well. Still Are they able to still register for the conference if anybody out there wants any Ooh, great ladies Christmas are inspired gifts. or take their, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yes. Even Tickets a membership, are... a membership, we should have mentioned this on our Christmas list mm-hmm. chat. A membership to conservation organizations is a great gift. It's a fantastic Affordable too. gift. Yes. So for $35, you can get a you know subscription to our wonderful magazine. And we have a different journal for Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever. So you can get a membership for both. And um, the unique thing about our model is that, um, you know, members that 100% of that money goes to conservation funding. So whether that's putting more habitat on the ground, that's, you know, land acquisitions, that's, um, that's where that money goes. And then our chapters actually are able to decide where that money is spent. So they are uh, making conservation decisions in their community, which is pretty cool. Um, so yes, that's a great, you know, whether, you know, buy a duck stamp, buy a membership to Turkey Federation, Pheasants Forever, Ducks Unlimited, whatever it is, that's a fantastic Christmas gift because yeah. uh, you're making a difference. And, um, you know, in Nebraska, you can buy a Habitat stamp. Yeah. Um, that's something that we have here too, where, um, you know, just help spreading that word. Even if it's a non-hunter, you can talk about how that helps fund public lands yeah. and, you know, wildlife, whether it's deer or raccoons or turkeys or pheasants and marissa is an onset what i is this maybe the correct way to say it because the three of us are this that way too is we're an adult onset hunter is that maybe the best way to say it yeah um and michaela and i are as well and as you lead on the Facebook post, just posted recently, I made sure to note on our Facebook post that we're not experts, we're not claiming to be experts, and um, we're claiming that the, I'm going to say the success of um, being an adult onset hunter, we're not, maybe we're not necessarily successful harvest but we see that as success of getting ourselves in the field from even if it's once a month once a year to us that's successful and so um, marissa is a self-taught onset explain that to us of how you were I mean, you started out as a city girl in Omaha. Yes. A city. She was a city girl in Omaha. Now she is leading a national position with Pheasants Forever and self-taught herself to hunt. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So, 
you know, I was always really into the outdoors. And so, you know, although I, I grew up in Omaha and I've lived in Omaha my whole life, um, which for those who aren't familiar with Nebraska, that's the, the largest city that we have in the state, um, that it, you know, I was always really interested in, in hiking and camping. I fished from a very young age, but my parents don't hunt. Uh, my brother didn't hunt. My mom was actually pretty opposed to guns. Um, you know, I just had no interest in it. And I actually, um, I, I always hesitate on sharing this little nugget of truth, but, uh, <laughs> I, I was, I was opposed to hunting growing up. I really was. I just didn't understand. I mean, I was, I was that person that was like, how could you shoot an animal and how yeah. could you kill an animal? I know those words came out of my mouth so many times. Um, now, you know, that being said, I wasn't like this, you know, crazy activist that was, yeah. you know, so hardcore against it. I just knew that it was something that I didn't want to do. Um, you know, and for whatever reason, when I neared my the end of my 20s, there was just kind of that light bulb moment where I have always eaten meat. I'm not a vegetarian. I don't want to be a vegetarian. Um, and it was just that connection with, well, it makes no difference whether I eat beef or pheasant that it's still consuming meat, you're, you're still, you know, eating an animal, and that I could enjoy my outdoor activities while harvesting an animal. Absolutely. And then once I figured out the conservation funding, you know, Pittman-Robertson Act, license sales, all of that stuff, it was just like, wow, this is amazing. And I can actually make a difference for the wildlife I care about when I go out and hunt. Um, so it was, you know, it, there's so many different reasons why my mind changed I can't tell you why that light bulb moment had happened. I wish I could because yes. then it's like, you know, let's solve R3. Well, here's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, but I was actually pretty scared of guns. Um, so I had an experience in college where I went out with some friends, you know, farm, let's, you know, all learn how to shoot a shotgun, you know, handed me a 12 gauge, didn't, you know, show me how to shoulder it. I didn't shoulder it. I shot yeah. it. It hurt. It didn't, I didn't like it. Didn't feel comfortable with it. Um, so I just was like, ah, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shoot a shotgun. I'll bow hunt. And so taught myself how to shoot a bow. Um, was really comfortable with that, was excited about that, um, but then was talked into going on a turkey hunt. So that was my very first hunt. My very first harvest was a spring turkey, shot a shotgun, um, and just, I mean, that was just a great time. I mean, anybody who's gone turkey hunting that experiences a Tom mm -hmm. strutting and gobbling in, like, you're, you're done. Your life has changed forever. <laughs> and, and to note, Marissa and Michaela it was there when I shot my first turkey. Mm -hmm. yes. So she, uh, she was able to relive that first turkey <laughs> experience with me. I have like goosebumps right now. Just, <laughs> just thinking about like the Tom coming in and gobbling its neck stretching out. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. is it spring yet? I know. <laughs> we're going to have to go on another all oh, yeah. turkey hunt. And we're we're done with the podcast about Let's it. Let's just set it now. Forget. I think the is the fall season still okay? It is. Yeah, it is. is. All right, let's wrap this up. We're going. Yeah. <laughs> it is a nice day out. Those turkeys that were mocking you this spring are still there. What about the turkeys that were mocking me in my deer blind this fall? That's they what they do. Yep. They do. Yep, they do. So, no, you know, it was, um, it just was an amazing opportunity. So I didn't, I guess I didn't start hunting until I was 30. That's, that's the age that I started. Um, I've always been a really big, you know, animal dog lover. And so once I, uh, put hiking dog and hunting together. That's, 
That, you fell in love. Yeah, upland hunting is, I, I love every type of hunting. I'll turkey hunt every year. I love it. Um, I'm, you know, exploring waterfowl, but uh, if I can hit the Santos and prairie grouse hunt yeah. with my dog, that's, I could live out there she for months. She would never months. come home. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> if I could find a way to do that and just like live off the land out there, you'd never that's awesome. See. Well, I think we're going to um, wrap up this, I guess, episode of meeting with Marissa, but we have so much more that we want to um, ask her. Or we want to have her share with you that we've decided to make a part A and a part B. So um, we're going to end this part A meeting with Marissa and stay tuned and hope the next episode will be released will be part B. Woo! Woo! So she'll be back. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.